0: The, the podcast, podcast is coming from, from inside, the inside the house. house. It's, it's Holiday, holiday phosphorescence. phosphorescence. Look
1: at you, look at me, singing around the Christmas tree. We look like we're living, so we're living. This may sound strange, but it's gonna be a
0: beautiful
1: Christmas for me.
0: Hello, everyone. This is your host, Theroux Smiley, and I've got an ass full of bird shot. Who's joining me this week?
2: Hi, I'm Josh CC, and I'm a real gold-plated whore, mother.
1: I'm Brian Lesh, and I'll be on the phone in the attic the whole time if anybody needs me.
3: I'm Alaric Weber, but I don't think I could be without written instructions.
0: <laughs> it's true. Otherwise, we won't know how to work them. Um, this is Holiday Phosphorescence. It's your yearly holiday uh, mini series where we do some Christmas stuff, and this this year we're really getting into the the season and the real meaning of Christmas. Murder. Murder most foul. Uh this show, by the way, is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You want to be a patron too? Go to patreon.com/slash entertainment. We got lots of bonus stuff there. We got Star Wars shows, we got our monthly movies. Um we just split up any which way you can, which is <laughs> also a holiday movie, as far as love I'm story <laughs> between
1: yeah. man and closest relative,
0: Clyde. Uh, Clyde.
2: Clyde. His closest Clyde. relative, his brother in law, Clyde. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, it's a buck a month. That's all you need. Patreon.com slash harmlessentertainment. But this week on Holiday Phosphorescence, Season's greetings, guys. We are watching Black Christmas. Remember those idyllic scenes out of your childhood crisp winter nights, (laughs) sleigh bells, crackling yule logs. Remember those. Remember them well. After Black Christmas, they'll never be the same again. Black Christmas. If this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Rated R. (laughs) Black Christmas. Shortened to the point. Um, uh, it was released December twentieth, nineteen seventy four. Uh, it has a running time of ninety eight minutes. It cost six hundred and eighty six thousand dollars, and it made one point three million. So this was a hit. Oh, I bet it had mad word of mouth. Yeah, well, because yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, an ambiguous ending. It's the perfect thing for word of mouth.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, there was a famous, like famously, they tried to air it in '78, and there was a furor across the nation yeah. about it.
2: It's dark, it's light, and it's dark, which we'll get into. But Bob Clark probably has a lot to do with it, Bob.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Black Christmas, one of the first slasher movies. Um,
2: and the one, well, like we mentioned earlier, Peeping Tom, and um, Chico, but that yeah. POV, the killer POV, mm-hmm. that would become so popular.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and the classic trope: the caller is inside the house. I yeah, hadn't seen th- this before, and when that happened, I was just like, "Oh, oh whoa, cool!" It's introduced
2: a few tropes you don't yeah. really realize it, but seventy-four. You
1: think about don't it. go yeah. up the stairs. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. Those are all elements that we see in later movies that that aren't really in Halloween.
0: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, how it's crazy because Halloween was what, four years after this? Yeah. Um, it's kind of a light years beyond what this was doing as far as slasher movies go. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a reason why we don't talk about this in the great pantheon of horror movies. Like you know, yeah, like Halloween. Like, or, like Halloween, yeah. Or, or even or Friday the on Elm Thir- Street. Or yeah, even Friday
0: the thirteenth. Yeah.
2: But both of those relied heavily on POV. Absolutely. Yeah
0: yeah no that Miller. pov cam that was yeah on well,
1: the heavy the heavy breathing thing yes. too the like right. the sound as an element
0: mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, yeah. like you said um this is the this came out the same year as texas chainsaw massacre um
2: and we were also talking you know as far as uh these starting to become popular as a response to the Vietnam War mm-hmm. and that culture. And especially this. Imagine at that time, you know, you, you had sons like thousands upon hundreds of thousands of sons not able to come back for yeah. Christmas or Christmas ever again.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Everybody knew somebody that was there. And so the you know, year after year holidays were solemn because we we, we sent all the youth away. Yeah. So you know, a lot of heavy themes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they're cannibals, you know, just eating ourselves and eating teenagers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, yeah. The social commentary is interesting and deep. Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, people just see them as, as murderers, you know, just like it's just gore that you'd only watch that for. The gore factor, which is not true. No, no, no. a lot of, a lot of political commentary in horror. All horror.
0: No, and it's interesting how these things reflect because this one is, you know, there's, yeah, there's, um, the children are missing. They're looking for the children. Um, and there's not. It's interesting that it is a house full of girls. I mean, obviously, you know, they're, you know, they're they're more considered more vulnerable than men are. But also, there's there's
2: Richard Speck. Yeah. Do you guys remember who he was? The The, Chicago broke into the like house of nurses. They were nursing students. Okay. And killed like nine of them. Jesus. The late late sixties in Chicago.
0: Yeah.
2: Famous dude. He was the dude that famously had Born to Kill tattooed mm, on him. Ah, okay.
0: Uh but yeah, no, and the same time and but but it's interesting that you know because we're missing a lot of young men from the time because they, like you were saying, they were being sent off and killed in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a and then 80s slasher movies, which was kind of the heyday of the genre, it was all about have sex, you die very Reagan era,
2: yeah, Reagan era shit. when the abstinence and say no to drug shit was coming up, like just mm. say no, just say no, it's more complicated than that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. And then where but then if you go a little er- earlier to like a good example is the village of the damned in the fifties, mm-hmm. like when
0: teenagers themselves were
2: sort of scary and a threat to the establishment. Right, so it was the right. kids who were creepy.
0: Yeah, yeah. The kids are creepy, but also it's something about like the nuclear family, like being Ooh. being like something creepy about the nuclear family. Also invasion of the body snatchers, again, that McCarthyism. Yes and mm-hmm. like the other yeah yeah um <laughs> horror is always a mirror to what we're currently going through um yeah but uh yeah like i said this was a huge hit came out december 20th 1974 in the us which means guys we're going to play the box office top 10 game
2: oh shit 74
0: yes so uh christmas week 1974 this is these are the top 10 movies At the box office. At number 10 that week. The story of an acerbic comic whose groundbreaking no-holds-barred style and social commentary was often deemed by the establishment as too obscene for the public. Lenny. Lenny. Dustin Hoffman as Lenny Bruce, directed by Bob Fosse. It's not bad. It's not. It's interesting. It's a little... It's 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 there I I feel like there's long periods of time where it kind of drags but that may just be because Lenny Bruce, it's literally just him Lenny Bruce complaining on stage about what was happening to him which is what he literally did for like 5 years. Right,
2: but they did focus on that the legal stuff which mm-hmm. is what destroyed him but way before that was it. But it was it was kind of like Man on the Moon. It was a neat character study to yeah. see this actor embody this other but yeah it was not great as far as learning about Lenny Bruce or his life
0: yeah yeah not at all it was interesting that that's it's crazy that we already had 74 we were already making that movie um feels early um at number nine for the week a pilot stranded in the desert meets a little boy who's royalty from another planet (laughs) Uh, this is based on chil- a children's book. Oh, The Little Prince? The Little Prince. Yeah. Yeah, the tagline is the entertainment that loves a lot, lives a lot, and gives and gives and gives a lot. Uh, um. Oh, this also also famously has um, a big Bob Fosse thing in it. It's funny. The th- two movies this week are very Bob Fosse centric. Um, do yourself a favor. Watch uh, just a clip on YouTube of the Bob Fosse uh, sequence from the little prince. It's crazy. The date. Uh. yeah Yeah. Um, at number eight this week, a New York city architect. <laughs> <laughs> because it's George um, becomes a one-man vigilante squad after his wife is murdered by a street punk. In self-defense, the ventral man kills muggers in the mean streets after dark.
3: Death Wish? Didn't we have this recently? No. On it, a list?
0: It's, nope. Death Wish. We, we may have had like the sequel. He was making these well into the 80s. So, uh, we had Deadpool recently.
2: It was just Dirty Harry. I think we were, we were talking about
0: that. I don't know. But the, no no there was another just one last there was another one Al that was uh, similar to this but it was uh it was like it, it wasn't death wish I, I remember okay it, we, it was on a list recently it, it
3: was like yeah it was on a list a uh, uh, top 10 uh but it was like the descriptions are almost exactly the same
0: mm-hmm. yeah death no request they made a lot <laughs> they made a lot of movies about you know white middle- class guys that have just had enough.
2: Yeah, they're still doing it. Yeah, they are. Well, I would love to hear the single white man's take.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Finally. Finally. (laughs)
2: Dustin Gumb.
0: At number seven this week, various interconnected people struggle to survive when a disaster of unimaginable magnitude hits Los Angeles.
3: Earthquake?
0: Earthquake, yes, starring Charlton Heston. Ava Gardner and George Kennedy. Are those what were
2: those? Irwin Allen? No, those were TV shows. What were those disaster movies? Oh, never mind. Sorry, but yeah, disaster movies. Yeah, Very huge, popular.
0: huge in the mid seventies. They were like the superhero movies of the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, at number six. Yeah, it's what airplane was based off of. Yeah. Airport. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> And at number six, a 747 in flight collides with a small plane and is rendered pilotless. Somehow, the control tower must get a pilot aboard so the jet can land. Airport? Airport 75. Hmm. I forgot there was a a number after it. Yeah. (laughs) Like Gulag. Well, no, because the first one was airport, then they made airport 75. They made four of them. Oh. Airport 75, airport 76, and airport 77.
2: Wow, so it was like Planet of the Airports. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rise of the Planet of the Airports. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we're at now.
3: The last one had William Shatner on the moon.
0: (laughs) That's
2: right.
0: (laughs) Been there. Uh, At number five this week, a ruthless editor tries to get his top reporter to cover one more crime story before retirement, starring Walter Matthau... And Jack Lemon, yeah, with Susan Sarandon and uh, Carol Burnett, huh? This is directed odder couple, yeah. Directed by Billy Wilder. Sign me up, but I don't know what it's called. The front page. Oh,
2: heard of that or seen that?
0: Yeah, Walter Matthau's the editor, and the the reporter is uh, Jack Lemon. What a hoot! Yeah. Um. At number four this week, in 1907, four explorers discover a lost colony of Vikings in the Arctic. Wow, I have never heard of this movie. Oh, it's a Disney, huh? Starring David Hartman. Oh. oh. <laughs> Donald S- Sinden and Jack Mann. Um, <laughs> uh, Lord,
2: the, oh, the. Uh... Hyper, what do they call Hyperboreans?
0: Oh yeah, no, it's it's called the island at the top of the world. Those uh '70s Disney live action adventure movies.
2: Yeah, that's where Kurt Russell got his start.
3: mhm uh,
2: And the squid from Twenty Thousand leaves
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I I loved him in uh. In uh, the Bridges of Madison County.
2: As the bridge.
0: Yeah. Um, At number three, at the opening party of a colossal but poorly constructed office building, a massive fire breaks out that threatens to destroy everyone in it.
3: Towering Inferno?
0: The Towering Inferno, Inferno starring Steve McQueen and Paul Newman and Faye Dunaway and Fred Astaire. (laughs) <laughs> He's dancing his way down. Yeah. Don't Rich- like, take
2: the elevator.
0: Oh, my God. Richard Chamberlain, OJ Simpson. Wow. Yeah. A
2: yeah. lot of those guys, you'd be like, just stay in the building. Right.
0: Uh, um, At number two this week. <laughs> a spy is targeted by the world's most expensive assassin while he attempts to recover sensitive solar cell technology that is being sold to the highest bidder. Moonraker? Not Moonraker, but it is Roger Moore as James Bond. Undor, uh, man. Uh, <laughs> um, not Living
3: Moonraker?
0: Daylights. What is the... Uh... No, Living Daylights was Timothy Dalton. Um, this one is... It's one of the lesser lesser Bond movies for sure, but it's... a. Uh,
2: Never Say Never Again?
0: No, that, that was, was Connery. Connery.
2: That was Connery.
0: Um, this is... Uh, it's, it's it's the man with the golden gun.
2: Oh, Scaramunga. Yes. Is that Christopher Lee?
0: Yeah, Christopher oh, Lee. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, a Scaramunga with yeah. his superfluous
0: third nipple. <laughs> and number one at the box office this week. The early life and career of a mobster in 1920s New York City is portrayed while his son expands and tightens his grip on the family crime syndicate. Godfather 2. Godfather two. Part 2. Yeah. Yes. The yes. concurrent stories. Yeah. Yeah. Godfather Part 2. Is that the only sequel to win a best picture? In no, no. Movie. Return of the King won best picture.
2: But, uh, Wait, that's a sequel to what? The King and I? Return of the King? Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord of the Rings. I was thinking... I thought you were making a joke. No, I forget about the rings. <laughs> but never
1: forget about The King and I.
0: <laughs> never. Do Yul you Brenner's know why it's
1: amazing. in my... <laughs> yeah, Yul Brenner, no, those baggy
2: okay. pants. No, what's funny is I, I... Never mind. I was watching old Macy's Day I watched one from '96, and Lou Diamond Phillips was promoting his Broadway run of *The King and I*. Oh wow! Oh my god! So it was in my brain from oh. yesterday. I was thinking, never mind. I was thinking of a different movie with Dude, King. I
1: forgot it. about that. Forgot that he played that.
2: My he mom put, was obsessed with. I Lou certainly Diamond Phillips had, and, and his haircut and was wild. He didn't go full bald like Brenner. He did one of those sort of uh,
1: the like top yeah. knot thing.
2: Yep where it yeah. looks like I, at first I thought he had on a hat because it's cold outside at a parade yeah uh,
3: <laughs> we don't anyways folks Phillips. that guy's incredible. getting to
2: know you
0: yeah. <laughs> so that is the box office top 10 for the week of December 20th 1974 that brings us to the production of the film itself this was uh uh Written by a Roy Moore. At Which least. Roy Moore? Just a just, Roy Moore?
1: Just any. Not, not the Roy Moore from Alabama. I'm hoping. Not the Roy Moore. Just a, a. Roy Moore.
0: At right? least
1: these, these kids are a little old for his taste.
0: Yeah. Um. He uh. He was kind of just a pulpy, uh, '70s, uh, writer. Let's see. He wrote the Last Chase. She cried murder. Um <laughs> <laughs> that, that murder. That's what she said. <laughs> so yeah. Um
3: yeah. murder she cried.
0: Murder she murmured.
2: Murder she murmured. <laughs> and Andrew like calm down.
0: So uh yeah. It's uh yeah, he doesn't have he's not doesn't have a super interesting uh uh, no, he, he looked pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was directed by Bob Clark, who... So
2: run down some of his filmography.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: <sighs> we were also talking about his... Uh, he did the Porkies. Yes. We were talking about that recently.
0: Yeah, yeah, he did. He did the Porkies one and two. Um, he directed A Christmas Story. So two Christmas movies he's done.
2: And about almost 10 years apart. Yeah. And uh, we're going to point out some similarities. There's even a, an actor too. Mm. He did Super or Baby Geniuses. That was popular. Yeah,
0: Baby Geni. Wow. He did Baby Geniuses oh. and the sequel Super Babies, Baby Geniuses too.
2: <laughs> Turk 182. I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's 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 kind of a for hire director who's you know done some interesting stuff. Um, let's see. So, uh, Roy Moore um, wrote the screenplay. Um, he was inspired by the urban legend, "The Babysitter and the Man Upstairs," which is where where the the calls coming from inside the house kind of stems stranger from. Calls. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but he was also, uh, said he was inspired by a series of murders that occurred during the holiday season, um, in Montreal. What? yeah,
2: (laughs) they don't have the same murder up there.
0: (laughs) Canadian murder is so polite. (laughs) And it comes with some maple syrup. Uh, but, um, let's see. So, uh. Our cast includes Olivia Hussey as Jess, which is an unfortunate name. Yeah. But she also, she was the, she was Juliet in the 1960s Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. The famously. Yeah, that.
1: I, didn't. I, I saw that in high school and uh, she I. was famously underage and topless. As was the dude who was yeah. underage and bottomless. Yeah. It was a real... Weird, from my high it was experience. a real
2: You got your chocolate in my pizza, but I just, well, and the teachers. Like, I got no pants, I got no top. <laughs> one,
0: one of them's Donald Duckin, and the other is Minnie Mickey Mousing. <laughs> yep, it's a match made in heaven, different, but it works out in the end.
2: Yeah, I yeah. know I saw it as well, but I, I don't know. Romeo and Juliet was never. A, one I cared that much about yeah
1: I just don't understand why it's the thing that they show kids in high school like it's not the quality I would much rather watch the Baz Luhrmann one sure with guns. at this point that's absolutely sure. but
0: I, I think then, for, for years yeah. that was like considered the best adaptation and when they made it it was hailed for its realism <laughs> so uh-huh. that's they were like yeah you know they they were teenagers so we're casting teenagers and you know we assume they were naked so we're gonna make them naked <laughs> because it's the 60s. Um but yeah, she she was Juliet. Uh, apparently she uh years later was um was auditioning to play the role of Roxanne in the Steve Martin Roxanne movie. And uh Steve Martin told um said, "Oh, you're in one of my favorite movies all of all time." And she assumed it, he meant Romeo and Juliet, but uh he said no, it was Black Christmas. Hmm?
2: Um, people have a, an affection for this movie especially yeah. filmmakers oh
0: absolutely um so yeah of course uh in between Romeo and Juliet and this she had a pretty decent career she was in Lost Horizon in 1973 um after this she was in Death on the Nile the 76 78 version of Death on the Nile um She slowed down a bit in the 80s and 90s, of course, but um, her most recent screen role was 2015's Social Suicide. Uh, She seems to basically be semi-retired since then. Uh, Keir D'Elia as Peter... the the, pian, the pianist um, <laughs> the pianist I I used that phrase loosely Um yeah, I, I'm,
2: yeah we'll get there but
0: ooh
2: ha ah. Yeah Anyways I, I recognized this
3: character actor he David was one of Bowman I did
0: from 2001 a space odyssey Yes Open the pod bay doors How Yeah he's Dave yeah.
3: Sorry real quick I was scrolling through Olivia Hussey's uh career and uh not only was she in Uh, TV's It Um, but she was also the voice of Talia Al Ghul Mm. in uh, not all but one of the uh, episodes featuring Talia Al Ghul in Superman does it it say
2: who she is in It?
3: Uh, it was Audrey Audrey Denbro Audra Denbro
2: oh Bill's mom Bill and Georgie's mom
3: Mm. anyway um, yes. Open the uh, pub bay uh, doors, Thoreau. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I can't do that now.
0: <laughs> Kier Dalia, of course, after playing Dave. Um, let's see. Um, I mean, even before that, he was a working actor. So before 2001, he was in uh, quite a few movies Mrs. Miniver, um, the 1964 The Thin Red Line, which, uh, Malik remade. Um, Uh, let's see, 2001 of course was a pretty big turning point in his career after that uh, a lot of 70s movies that are forgotten to time that we don't talk about anymore Um, but probably the biggest thing he was in later on would have been, let's see, in 83 he was in Brainwaves that was a fun movie Um, he worked all the way he's he's still working his last he's uh last movie was in 2022 something called sonder oh it's a short film okay but uh yeah did uh oh yeah no and this year this year he did a voice role in starfield the bethesda game that just came out i don't know who he voiced keeper achilles Probably multiple characters. Yeah, because Uh, like you're you're in the studio, (laughs) just record, go.
1: Well, and and it sounds like there aren't that many characters in the game. Sadly,
0: there are a minimum of seven characters. Brian, I'll have you know. (laughs) Um, And you play two of them. Yeah, Um, he seems to do uh, quite a bit of uh, of uh, uh, video game work. He also did some voices in Halo. And, of course, Special Victim, Law & Order Special Victims Unit. He played Judge Walt Thornburg. Um,
2: Ooh, he played a judge. Yeah. Not
0: too shabby. Not, not, Yeah, he was the star child and a judge. <laughs> uh, Margot Kidder plays Barb. Barb. We, of course, have talked about Margot Kidder a few times. She was Lois Lane well
2: and does anybody else get the vibe that maybe this is Lois Lane when she was in college getting her journalism degree
0: right.
2: <laughs> Yes, yes the way she smoked and drank and was sassier than fuck
0: uh, yeah um
2: she's Lois at college of course may- she's seen some shit <laughs> that's why Clark is so impressed with <laughs>
0: uh um you know, later on, obviously, in the 90s, she had some very famous mental health issues that she was struggling yes. with. Um, she did overcome that. Uh, she came back. She worked throughout the – th- she's been working throughout the 2000s, right? She No, she, she passed away in 2018. She did work throughout the 2000s up until her death. Um, but uh, in her later years, let's see, she was in the L Word, that uh, lesbian – Showtime series. Um yeah. she was on a couple episodes of Smallville.
2: That's right.
0: Yeah. Um uh let's see. She was in Rob Zombies Halloween 2. Can't believe they let her make a sequel to that fucking thing. Um and uh she won an Emmy in twenty fifteen for her performance in R. L. Stein's The Haunting Hour. Awesome. Yeah. Good for her. Wow. Uh, let's see, um, John Saxon as Lieutenant Fuller. John Saxon. Oh, um, yeah. The dad from Nightmare on Elm Street is what I know him best as, personally.
2: And then the second thing I know him from, he's a martial arts expert. He was in Enter the Dragon. that's
0: right.
2: And a couple other, like, martial arts.
0: He he was, of course, in New Nightmare. He was in From Dusk Till Dawn. Um,
2: Yeah. It was cool to see him in this because obviously it's before Nightmare on Elm Street, but you get that vibe that you like you're watching a, an 80s horror movie.
1: Yeah,
0: like absolutely. We're used to. And well, and and Nancy's dad is also a cop in that, so I kept thinking uh-huh. like, is this? Oh, the... He plays such a good cop. Though. Yeah. Oh, such a... no, he's the copiest cop. He, he is. He, he seems so believable. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Let's see. Uh Lynn Griffin as Claire. That's our first uh our our first murder victim. Yep. Um she will actually be seeing her again this month. Um for our monthly movie. She plays Pam Elsinore in Strange Brew. Oh.
2: The huh. heiress.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um she was also in uh The Heavenly Kid. Um uh, let's see. She was in oh in she was in the twenty twenty three Thanksgiving horror film, Eli Roth. Or oh her Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, good for her. Um she did all she's done mostly TV in these last thirty years.
2: Um, yeah, it looks like some well quite a few Christmas Hallmark movies.
0: Oh she she was in the boys. She plays Lois. Uh oh, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. The Heavenly
2: that. Kid. I remember that movie. Oh the 2018 Fahrenheit
0: 451. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's she's yeah, she's been more. Oh, she, huh. I, I saw Riverdale uh, and then realized it was the nineteen ninety seven Riverdale, so not the one I was thinking.
3: Uh oh yeah. uh, who was our second guy, Kier something? Kier D'Elia. He was also in Fahrenheit 451 okay. alongside alongside Lynn Griffin.
0: Mm. Um, let's see. So we also um have a uh, uh, Andrea Martin as Phil. She yeah,
2: yeah, Andrea Martin.
0: Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah, she uh, she uh was later on. She was uh, she was on SCTV. Mm-hmm. Later on, uh, Wag the Dog, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. She's been a character actress for most yep. like for a long time.
2: Was on Thirty Rock. Mm. She was in those big fat Greek wedding movies.
0: I didn't. It uh, took me a while to recognize her here. She's so young. Yeah, she's
2: so young, so cute. But yeah, she was a founding member of Second City Toronto. She mm-hmm. yeah. was in the
3: the most recent. Uh, season of Only Murders in the Building.
0: Mm. Oh,
2: that's well, right. Short she plays was the,
3: also a
0: Yeah, she plays the 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 makeup makeup lady. Yeah, that he. True. Joy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. And. Uh. Let's see. <laughs> Douglas McGrath played Sergeant Nash.
2: That fucking the end. worst
0: cop ever that's just the a character actor he just doesn't have a whole lot he was in the Rocketeer though so um and let's see who's hmm, I was looking to see who played Mrs. McHenry it was Marion Waldman um
3: Mrs. McHenry or Mrs. Mack
0: Mrs. Mac. Mac. her her full name was McHenry
3: so oh it was Mrs. Okay. Mac
0: for short McHenry. because gotcha. good old Mrs. Mack um Uh, yeah. She's, I mean, this is easily her biggest role. Um, she's in a a lot of horror movies after this. It looks like deranged phobia. Something called Salty. Oh, oh no. It's about a seal. Um,
3: (laughs) Um, she, that was a TV series, uh, she wrote that. She was also a writer.
0: She was a writer. Yeah, and she was a writer on Salty, um, as well as something called Police Surgeon. Oh, Dr. Not salty. Salty, right? Salty. No, S-A-L-T-Y. Salty. Really? Yeah. There's a
2: seal story called
0: Salty as well. Salt, maybe it's Anyways. pronounced Salty, but I don't know. It's spelled Salty. S E L A I E.
2: Yeah. Carry on,
0: sorry, stuck yeah. on my own So, um, let's see Oh, and Nick Mancuso plays Billy Um That's the, uh Billy, was that the no. That's the dude in the fur coat That's was okay. kicking ass and taking names Fur coat dude, yeah, he was great Um, uh, he also He also
3: No, 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 no that, that was not the dude in the fur coat, oh. that was Chris That's right the Dude in the coat was Chris Bill- Billy is the killer.
0: But who? Billy is the killer? Who was Billy in this? Where did we see Billy?
3: Yeah, do we see him? We just hear him. We only ever saw his eye or his shadows or his hands. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay.
2: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Billy.
0: Nick Mancuso. Okay, yeah. He, uh, He, let's see, did a lot of did a lot of Shakespeare in the 70s, it looks like. Um, A lot of of stage work, but he, as far as his on-screen roles go, a lot of TV, a lot of TV, a lot of 70s and 80s TV, which we don't uh, hear a lot of, but um, his, oof,
3: yeah. Um, Uh, Nick Mancuso was considered for the role of Indiana Jones. Hmm.
0: Um, Yeah. I am not seeing much of anything we'd have heard of. It's a lot of Canadian stuff.
3: Uh, uh, he was in the Under Siege movies. We're we're talking about Nick Mancuso still, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, okay, yeah. There he is, Under Siege. Um, he he was in a TV. He was in the Matrix TV show. He started Stephen Matrix. <laughs> I, that's actually true, but it was from 1993. Um. Wait, is his name actually Stephen Matrix? Yeah, no, that's real. Oh wow, it was uh, yeah, unrelated to the Matrix movies. Um, his most recent credit was from 2018's Road to the Lemon Grove. Um, yeah, he. Uh, but uh, let's see, Chris. Chris was Art Hindle. That's that's our boy in the fur coat, Art Hindle. Um he has a He was in the seventy eight invasion of the Body Snatchers. He was also in Porkies. And Porkies too. <laughs> um. Uh he was in Liar Liar. Uh let's see. He was most r- in recent years. He's uh continued to work in a lot of stuff we haven't really heard about. He's uh Most recently was in a 2022 Canadian thriller drama. (laughs) He also did a lot of TV. Uh,
3: He's done a bunch of like Christmas TV movies. Yeah. Yeah. Dude loves Christmas.
0: Absolutely. Um, He also, of course, does a lot of like uh, character TV stuff. He was in Walker, Texas Ranger, L.A. Law, Um, Canadian Case Files. He's the host of Canadian Case Files. Uh, like someone did not say thank you when they left the what is that what is it they have in Canada? What's the no no the the restaurant <laughs> that the big Canadian restaurant Tim Hortons Tim Hortons yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's about it for the cast. Um, I'm not gonna go through everybody, but um, um. It's it says there's a Michael Rappaport as Patrick. I don't think that Michael Rappaport. Uh,
1: was too
0: in the, the opening title credits, I was like, oh my god. That'd be
1: interesting if it was little little baby Michael Rappaport yelling at somebody about something.
3: This is actually Michael Rapport. Oh, you're right. No, not Rappaport. Rapport
0: Rappaport. Damn it. I read
3: it that way too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um he was uh, uh, Fro Santa Patrick yes West, oh right? yes, yeah.
0: yes oh ho oh, oh, ho fuck yeah yeah exactly um, so uh, yeah it, it did like I said it did very well in the theater um, it was the third highest grossing Canadian film of all time at, the, at its time of release <laughs> not
2: not too shabby
0: <laughs> no way Uh, It's going to be a weirdly Canadian month for us. Um, (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. Yeah, the next one. Well, it's not going to be the next one necessarily, but yeah, our monthly movie is also Canadian. Um, It was retitled Stranger in the House and was going to be shown on TV in uh, prime time on Saturday night, January 28th, 1978 on NBC. But two weeks prior to its premiere... Um, A sorority house in Florida State was the scene of a double murder. Um, And two other girls were also attacked there who survived. Um, They uh, then therefore didn't want to air this. They were afraid that, you know, it was a little too on the nose for that. It turns out that the killer in the sorority house was Ted Bundy.
2: Wow.
0: Huh. Yeah. Holy shit. Yep.
3: Ted Bundy kept this movie off the air.
0: Yeah, Ted Bundy personally kept this movie from airing on NBC on January twenty eighth, nineteen seventy eight. That's a creepy correlation. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh
0: um it has seventy two percent on rotten tomatoes. Um, so generally favorable reviews for the most part uh, it, it predates Siskel and Ebert so we don't have a Siskel and Ebert uh, for it usually the movies we do that without Siskel and Ebert come afterwards but this one's before um, I do have a few letterboxed reviews Amaya user letterboxed user Amaya writes maybe the real slasher was the misogyny we made along the way five stars
2: Yes, there is a lot of misogyny in horror. It's as if they're making, you know...
0: A point. Subtle yeah.
2: points. Because <laughs> yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know what? There's a lot of misogyny in every other kind of movie, too. Well, yeah. The world. Yeah, yeah the world. The That's right. The world.
0: Again, women weren't allowed to have their own bank accounts when this movie was made.
2: Yes, or were they... They were less likely to be believed if they were reporting a violent crime um you know that was the heyday of you were asking for it i'm sure Miss.
0: yeah this predates no fault divorce like
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> as today but more so than you know women's greatest predator
0: <laughs> men yeah um let's see well and the, the men bears. that they love yeah, even more so. Yeah. It's
1: not just random men; it's the men that they invite, and the call is coming from. <laughs> yeah, okay.
2: We we have violence at home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, um. Use uh. Letterbox user Willow McClay writes: "My favorite movie about abortion. Five stars." Yeah, uh, there
2: was also that.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see. <laughs> uh Letterbox user Bulp never peas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. What's great too is that the I his 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 user icon is just like a big creepy happy face, but writes, I don't like the women in it. Half a star. <laughs> He's coming from the other side. <laughs> right. Huh. And So he he perceives Billy as the victim I guess so yeah And uh, letterboxd user Nova writes I liked the film But I gave it half a star Because my wife was killed (laughs) Which is like why are you rating Things on letterboxd buddy Maybe take a break Maybe don't watch Black Christmas Maybe talk to some people
2: Professionals and not on letterbox.
0: Yeah So, um, yeah, that's about it for the background Guys, are we ready to jump into the movie?
3: Ho, 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 let's go
0: Holiday Road Yeah. Ho, ho, let's go
2: Did the Ramones ever do that? They should've
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, the Christmas version They really should've Uh, Here we go, this is Black Christmas We open on a sorority house It's Christmas. We get a title sequence. An unseen man approaches the sorority house (laughs) um, then climbs up the trellis uh, to uh, the top floor and enters through the attic. Inside, there's a Christmas party. Um, We meet the girls in question, the sorority girls. Uh, The house phone rings, and sorority sister Jess... Answers to discover. It is an obscene phone call. Um, they've gotten the same call before. They're 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 used to the obscene phone calls.
2: But you think about it, sorority house. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. sure there were local kids who. Pranked them a lot.
0: Yeah. The obscene phone call is something that has died <laughs> with the death of like landlines and the caller ID and non caller ID. Yeah.
1: I did a lot of prank calling as a kid, man. Oh yeah. yeah. Prank yeah. calls. I...
0: But obscene phone calls were an altogether other thing. That oh yeah. Yeah, I
2: that's have... true. true. They were an altogether other thing.
0: <laughs> Not really my bag. Yeah, no. yeah. Didn't make made a lot of prank calls. Not so many obscene yeah. phone calls. Yeah, I did it a seen, lot of like jerky phone calls. Boys. Not my thing.
2: Yeah, I you know try to engage them as much as possible. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I realized that I could plug a microphone into my guitar amp, and you could put reverb on your voice, and we would call people and pretend to be God. Oh wow! We would call all of our high school teachers. We had the we the would take call like, list.
2: phone surveys and see when they would catch on to mm.
3: nonsense uh so uh, they've gotten calls before but it seems like this one is of a different caliber um when she picks up she uh she says it's the moaner Mm -hmm. so like uh, i guess this is the first one that got as crazy as it did well I i don't know
0: yeah i'm guessing they've gotten obscene phone calls but this one isn't so much obscene as upsetting there's a (laughs) <laughs> a lot of like, Hey, I'm going to murder you kind of stuff going on in this one. Uh, um,
3: only, only the end, uh, but like, yeah, just the weird screaming, uh, mm-hmm. just cackling.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: anyway. Yeah.
0: So, uh, they listen as the caller rants and screams, uh, then threatens to kill them upset by the call. Uh, younger, uh, a sorority sister named Claire decides to leave. She goes upstairs to her bedroom to pack her suitcase. There, unbeknownst to the, everybody else, she gets attacked by the killer hiding in her closet and killed. Her body gets taken up to the attic. Um, that's our. Is that
3: cat an accomplice? I think
0: the cat is 100% an accomplice.
2: Well, he's an ongoing character, and I want to point out it's kind of neat that the the cat's name is Claude, and we all probably famously know that Claude Rains was the Invisible Man.
0: Mm. Hmm. Interesting.
2: We do see the cat, but nobody does. You know, very few, if anybody, in the sorority house does. But they're all looking for him.
0: Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um. This is this is the only murder for a long time. Very low body for count a for time. a yeah. slasher film. Yeah. Um. It's like never 30 really minutes at least, it, right? At least 30 minutes, yeah. Until we get another murder.
3: I never really thought about it before, but Claude is like the perfect name for a cat. Oh, yeah. Versus D-Claude.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Don't declaw D-Claud. your cats, people.
1: It's Versus just... Clyde, which is the perfect name for an orangutan.
0: <laughs> yes. It is. Uh,
2: <laughs> that was Clyde's father.
0: Claude. Claude, the cat. <laughs> If I ever own an orangutan, I will name him Clyde. I mean, that's without question. Without. Yeah. I hope you get an orangutan. Don't let your dreams be dreams (laughs) through. It's true. I don't need a face. Um, So uh, we meet Mrs. Mac She's the house mother. She also has a little bit of a drinky poo problem. Uh, She hides her liquor everywhere. Um, then Jess gets a call from Peter, her boyfriend, who's a piano student, uh, allegedly a piano student. I have my doubts after seeing his, uh, recital. Uh, the following morning, Claire's father arrives to pick her up to take her home for, for Christmas. Um, but she... She doesn't meet him, obviously, so he goes to the sorority house Uh, there. Mrs. Mack is the only one around. She offers to help Mr. Harrison look for Claire. Um, Later that day, Jess visits Peter where he's practicing piano in, is this a church, I guess? He she tells him that she's pregnant and she's going to get an abortion. He says, how can you do this on the night of my big recital? <laughs> oh, Peter. Um. Meanwhile, Mr. Harrison uh, meets up with uh, Barb and Phil. They try to report Claire's disappearance at the police station, but unfortunately Sergeant Nash is manning the desk and he's the world's second worst cop after Michael Douglas from Basic Instinct.
2: Yeah, he was pretty bad. And he doesn't know
0: what fellatio is. No, he does not. He does not. Um it's it's an it's it's an Italian soda, right? <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Oh.
0: <laughs> uh Jess visits Claire's boyfriend, Chris, at hockey practice. And then Peter has a very bad piano recital. So what the hell is Um, going on with this piano recital?
3: uh, Back before we see them go to the police, uh, Jess gets the second phone call at the house. That's right.
2: The phone call, I might have missed it. A couple of things to my internet. But first of all, Mrs. (laughs) Mrs. Mack looked like the penguin when she first showed up. She did. (laughs) With the cigarette holder and just so round. (laughs) But was it the the call with Margot Kidder? Was that the,
0: that went on for a long, long time? That one did go on for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You got the
2: impression that the caller didn't expect it to
0: go on for so long. (laughs) His his, his improv starts getting a little weaker. It's like, I'm out of material here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: shit i got to call back after i've written some stuff
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah peter peter's bad piano recital happens
2: that was so bad i i don't know i don't play the piano i'm not going to pretend to but that seemed very discordant was it, it wasn't
0: to? it wasn't that he was just having a bad piano recital it's like he forgot how to play the piano altogether he was like trying it. to make it up as he went along
1: it, it was all a scam It was all a scam. He was just selling tickets.
2: But we're supposed to believe that it's because he's so raw over abortion, Yes. And the right to choose.
0: (laughs) That he forgot how to play piano. (laughs) It's an interesting subtext in this
1: movie that she wants an abortion. And that's the reason why he's killing all of her friends.
0: I mean, he's not really the killer, though. Is he not really the killer? No, though? he's not the killer. No, he's not. I don't think he I, is. He absolutely isn't. There's that sting at the but end, but I still
2: think abortion has to do with it. I think it has to do somewhat with Billy's story. Like there was a baby.
3: Oh, I don't think I don't think so. I I think that was uh incest. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think the killer's whole backstory was like a uh, underage incest situation.
2: Yeah, I got that vibe.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I feel yeah. like when I feel like when Billy is saying "baby," he's not talking about a baby, baby, but like a younger sister.
0: Oh, well, well. Okay, wait, wait. Well, well, when he was calling and talking about the baby, that was after they had the abortion talk in the house, and I got the feeling he had just been listening in, and he wanted to personalize his creepiness a little bit.
3: He I was think doing, it could he was easily doing be explained as that.
2: But also, what Al was saying, you know, I thought he meant a baby, but Agnes is... Yeah, I think either a mother or a sister, because he kept referring to Agnes and then the baby. Hmm. I anyway. think maybe Billy sired e- e- a child e- with, a mu- with a relative.
0: E- either way, this is someone who could... <laughs> use some better mental health care which america yeah. is sadly lacking
2: it's, it's, uh, abortion is the war of christmas
0: <laughs> um so uh let's see uh later that afternoon chris barges into the police station and demands that something be done about <laughs> Uh, Claire's he he bursts
2: in, yeah, and he starts giving orders, and he's like, "My fur code and I are very upset." Yeah. Is his father the mayor or something? What is I happening with that? him? Yeah. He's just
1: being like, uh, he's very white, but he's not that white.
0: Is he white enough to give cops orders?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he acts like That's he's just, like a forty-five-year-old yeah. white woman. You know, like, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> twenty-year-old he. Teenager, the lieutenant basically. seemed
2: quite familiar with him. So yeah, maybe he is somebody's son. Because well, he, he starts yelling at Nass like, I want his fucking badge.
0: Well, and he, he 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 refers to the detective by his first name off the bat. It's just right. like, hey, Carl or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, he's, he's somebody. <laughs> he's like, I well, they are in Canada and he's playing hockey, so he may be the big star on the hockey team.
2: If you're gonna rock A fur coat, you have to be a swinging dick. You you have to give no fucks.
1: You have to be good at
2: something. That's for damn sure.
0: (laughs) What? It was funny watching this. Or you
2: just push through when you walk into a room.
0: Yeah. It was funny watching this with Jude. And it's just like, the the women kind of all look great. And the men all look insane because it was the 70s. And men smashing was just kind of
2: crazy. It was crazy. Um... (laughs) So, yeah, I'm surprised nobody had an evening poncho. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so many uh, ponchos have fallen so out of fashion since the seventies. <laughs> Do you like a hole in a blanket? <laughs> well, have we got something for you: <laughs> the original blanket. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, also there's a woman there reporting the disappearance of her 13 year old daughter. The police also don't seem to be especially concerned about this oh, one.
2: They're like, hmm, separate incidents.
0: They're <laughs> like, listen, lady, daughters disappeared. It's the seventies. What do you want? What do you want? Um, back at the sorority house, Barb's getting drunk and angry. Phil sends her to bed. Meanwhile, Peter smashes his piano with a microphone stand.
2: Yeah, it's it, like he was in a concept video from the eighties.
0: Yeah, he's also not good at smashing pianos. Not
2: good at a lot.
0: Yeah, Peter sucks.
2: Pulling out.
0: Ah. Um, Jess and Chris arrive back at the sorority house. Um, they uh get Mister Harrison and Phil. And uh, head out because there's a search party that's being held in the park. I guess for Claire or the 13 year old girl. No, both. Girl.
2: Oh, both. Well, I think some are like the sorority sisters and Mrs. Mac. They're also looking for Claire, but I think it was organized for the the girl, the young girl. Okay. Personally, but I don't know. Shit. Well... Um. Oh, Mr. Harrison. How did they find a guy that looked like Bud Court when Bud Court was still young at that <laughs> bet?
0: That uh, Mr. Harrison's forehead game is off the charts. His whole head. That's a giant head. That's a big old head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Got a six head up on there.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, while they're going through uh, the park. Um, Mrs. Mac discovers Claire's body in the attic, and then the killer murders her with a crane hook.
3: There are a lot of uh, subtle dialogue things. Uh, when they leave to go to the search party, uh, Mac tells Phil that um, she's going to the airport, so she might not be there when they get back. Yes, right. mm. uh, Just one line real quick, and yeah, and then they never think about her again.
0: Yeah, right, because
2: that explains why she wouldn't be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. And then, it, then again, it's like—is um, Billy listening?
0: Yeah, and did he kill her because he then knew that? Maybe, yeah.
2: and then, like, like we said earlier, the baby thing could have been also eavesdropping.
3: He also killed her because she went in the attic.
2: Well, yeah. Yes. yeah, of course. <laughs> There's yeah. also that. Sure. Again, looking for the pesky cat.
0: Who she can't find, huh? Yeah.
2: I um, guess just it's just to say goodbye to the cat. The cat is fine. Yeah, the cat's <laughs> oh, the cat okay. The cat doesn't need anything. But she's like, I have to say goodbye to Claude before I fly away for the holiday. If I
0: don't, he will never forgive me. <laughs> because
2: no one can take a cell phone picture and send it to me so I can make sure he's still a good boy. That's right.
0: Uh, um, so, yeah, they find uh, the body of the 13-year-old girl in the park. Did Billy kill the girl, too? Is that what we think, or is that an unrelated murder? I mean, I think so.
2: I don't know. Billy's a townie, that's for sure. The fucking townies. Maybe is Yeah, because they make that they actually make a comment, I think it's Margot Kidder, about Townie's like,
3: fucking their sisters or
2: some shit like that. Uh yeah.
3: She also said, uh, you can't rape a Townie.
2: <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, you can't rape a Townie.
3: Oof, Margot.
0: Um, so, uh, let's see. Um, back at the sorority house, Jess arrives home. From the search, just in time to answer another obscene phone call. Um, at this point, she decides to file a report with the police. She calls, and while she's on the phone, Peter arrives at the sorority house. They have a discussion about her plans to have an abortion. Um, at the station, Sergeant Nash does not take her report very seriously.
2: I just want, like, after the recital fit where he smashes his piano and then all of it. It's like, yeah, this guy's definitely ready to have a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. He's definitely got the patience for that.
0: Yeah. Definitely mature enough to settle <laughs> yep. down, have kids.
3: Yeah. This, uh, second call that Jess got, um, the killer is actually saying, please stop me. Please help yeah. me.
2: Oh, I, I don't yeah. Me.
3: Some, um, it sounds like he's crying at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he seemed very, when he killed, Mrs. Mack, he starts wailing almost in in sorrow, I I guess. Just like mm-hmm. he can't stop himself. Yep. It seems. Just,
0: just blood, you know
3: bloodlust.
0: Like like Garfield with lasagna. <laughs> he just can't stop himself. <laughs> like President Garfield and his love of lasagna. Of, yeah. Of lasagna He's Mondays. Can. Hey, we should start lasagna Mondays. We've got taco <laughs> Tuesday sure. in honor of Garfield. Um, that's really
2: that's heavy every Monday. That's a lot.
1: That really is dense food. Yeah, every single Monday.
2: You don't yeah, want to
3: start off the week.
2: Was this, was this, yeah, with a bunch of ricotta cheese. <laughs> uh,
3: so, uh, yeah. but but yeah, after she gets the call, uh, Peter just comes from downstairs, upstairs rather. Yeah, because well, he was hey. taking it, taking a nap.
0: Yeah.
2: So, hey, I'll, I want to knit baby sweaters. <laughs>
0: Uh, I want yeah i I'd like to discuss a college fund um I think my piano recital skills will really get us
2: there well <laughs> oh, yeah he in that evening he decides not to pursue his musical career anymore but he doesn't really have any other ambition so I guess it's like i'll the baby and I will live off of you, Jess and she's like mm, nah <laughs> yeah she's like not only do my plans not include a baby they don't even include you, homie yeah so you better get on some sort of like Jerry Lee Lewis reunion tour.
0: <laughs> like, I've seen you play piano, man. Yeah, I'm not hitching my wagon to your Lee. star. No way. Um, back at the station, Sergeant Fuller thinks there may be a connection between the obscene phone calls and Claire's disappearance. Um, This is where we get the the scene where Sergeant Nash... Says he doesn't know fellatio, what fellatio is To the detectives um And the detectives think It's hilarious uh,
3: The way he phrases it too He's like F.E. It's a new uh The new exchange Just like Margot Kidder told him It's the new exchange, This A sorority girl gave it to me
0: <laughs> She gave it to you huh? Yeah Uh it, it's interesting how they had to literally physically see where the phone calls were coming from in the exchange.
2: Oh, the old time. Yeah. Like linemen. Yeah. Switch yeah, switch it, stations. Yeah. Switch stations. There it is. Just
0: a big yeah. building full of like switches and wires and just got to walk around and see where they're going. So
2: complicated. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you had to follow the wire.
0: Yeah. Um, Wild. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, um, they send someone. Well, certain Lieutenant Fuller himself goes with the uh, telephone lineman to the sorority house. They put a policeman outside in a the car. Um, they see
3: Peter leaving in a huff.
0: Yes. Um, well, it wasn't that fast. It was more like a minute and a half. Um huh. They, <laughs> sorry, that was my Groucho quote for the day. Uh, so they... Uh, Yeah, they tap the line so the police can uh, find out where the call's coming from. Um, After Fuller leaves, a group of Christmas carolers show up and sing the creepiest version of a Christmas carol ever. Well, caroling is so weird. Yeah. And then they tip the carolers. I was like, whoa, you're supposed to tip the carolers? I didn't ask you to come to my house. I was going to say, I just hose them down. Yes. (laughs) I didn't know you were supposed
3: to tip them. I've never witnessed carolers in the flesh.
0: No. No, I've never seen Uh, actual
3: carolers. uh,
2: Never?
1: This is America. I'm going to send the Boy Scouts of America to both your homes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's (laughs) Better than the Boy Scouts of Cambodia.
0: That's like a real, like, suburban (laughs) thing, right? Like, I don't know.
2: I don't know. I've never seen it in real life. But yes, it's got to be a Y'all have never caroled
0: before? They made me care about half time as Boy Scout. Not house oh. to house. Well, see, you were a Boy Scout,
2: though Brian. Yeah. That's the difference. Me, I was It's almost like I wish they had I... touched me inappropriately yeah. instead of me having to go house to house Yeah, in the snow.
1: yeah seriously. <laughs> yeah. Singing and selling popcorn. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. Rather than being rather than
0: being a Boy Scout, I was a weirdo alone in my room playing <laughs> video games and reading science oh. fiction books. That's, that's Tying what not well.
2: for your own
1: amusement. <laughs> that's what I did when I was back from a camp out was stay at home alone and read science fiction.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> with all that you time you've been storing up. Yeah. Uh,
0: um. So uh, while the carolers are caroling, um, the killer sneaks into Barb's room and stabs her to death with a glass unicorn. Hey,
1: it's crazy. It's a way to go, you know.
0: If <laughs> you gotta go. Go by being stabbed to death with a yeah. glass unicorn, died doing what she loved, Fuck yeah, being, being drunk, to death. sleeping <laughs> it off.
3: Yeah. Um, I didn't notice it until the second time I watched it when uh, Lieutenant Fuller uh, is explaining and the, the lineman, lineman Graham, uh, when they're explaining the tap situation mm-hmm. to Jess. Like they give the killer all the information he needs um, saying that uh, the call has to take a while. They got to keep her on. keep She's got to keep him on the line uh, because of the whole physical switching aspect of tracing a call. And then there's the dude uh, policeman outside mm. in the car. Like all that conversation is going on. Um, uh, like at the base of the stairs.
0: Hmm. Yeah, he hears it all. Um. So then, uh, just receives another call.
3: Oh, also, uh, Fuller mentioned another phone in the house, but it's a different number.
0: Yeah, there is a second line in the house, which is important because <laughs> there were only landlines, and yeah. it's unusual for a house to have two different lines. But Mrs. Mac. I'm sure had her own. Yeah, as yeah. A house mother, that's probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, uh, Jess gets another phone call. Uh the and this is the point where he's talking about babies. Um Lieutenant Fuller calls her to say that uh their attempt to trace the call failed. That they didn't have her have him on the line long enough. Um this is the point where it seems like they're starting to be suspicious about Peter.
3: This was the call uh, where he used the line having a wart removed. Mm. Which is exactly what Peter had said about the abortion earlier when he was there. Yeah, Mad at the base of the stairs. Yeah, exactly. I hate
0: these stairs. (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) So, Jess and Phil uh, decide they're going to lock up every door and window in the house. However, shortly after Phil is murdered by the killer, after she finds Barb's body. Then Jess gets another call, which they successfully trace. They discover the calls are coming from inside the house. They have Sergeant Nash call Jess, which was a big mistake, because Sergeant Nash fucks up everything.
2: Everything. So he spills the beans.
0: Yeah. They say, don't tell her why, just get her to leave. And he immediately tells her why um uh, so jess goes upstairs instead of leaving because she thinks barb and phil are still up there she discovers them dead she sees the killer's eye staring at her through a door crack um
3: you did have the sense to grab the fireplace poker
0: yes yes she did that's the reason she's the final girl just rewatch the first three screams. Man, Nev Campbell's a good final girl. She fucks their shit up every time.
2: Yeah, she's she's good.
0: Um so uh yeah, she slams the door and runs. The killer chases her. She can't get out the front door, it's locked, she's in a panic. She From can- the outside? Well, she's she's panicked, she can't make it work.
3: But when she was... Okay, that was another thing that was subtle. Um, the door won't close right. Uh, Mrs. Mack talks about it being broken. Mm. Um, and when they're locking up all the doors and windows, she uh, Jess, has to reach outside and lock it from the outside hmm. and then shut it. Like there's a key in the front door or something like that.
0: Then how uh, would they get out ever,
3: though? <laughs> that yeah, seems I like don't, a bad idea. Exactly. Uh, it didn't quite you, make sense. You didn't sense lock having, anyone
0: out. You locked yourself in.
3: <laughs> like, it, Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So. Uh, I see. She runs into the basement, locks it behind her. The killer can't get in. So she goes and hides. But shortly after that, Peter. We,
3: we hear the sound of a door opening and closing.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Peter shows up and breaks into the basement window, slowly approaches Jess, asks if she's okay. Uh, We cut away and cut back to Peter being beaten to death with a fire poker and her holding his body. (laughs) The police find her like that. They show up. Um, The police believe Peter was the killer, so they put Jess to bed. And leave her alone. There. And then <laughs> leave. You're like, should we take her to a hospital? Nah, just stick her in the murder house.
2: Just uh, let her sleep for four hours and then let's all leave. Don't forget to turn off the lights. The best. This, this is the most horror
1: movie trope thing ever. Just, yes. we'll just, you'll be fine. Go to sleep. Right. Good night.
0: It's like.
2: Carrie's hand coming up.
0: To, yeah. You know. yeah. No, no. She'll be fine. She's going to wake up alone in the dark in the house where all her friends were just murdered. It's going to be fine.
1: It's, it's going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, if if she has a problem with it, we'll just give her some
2: cocaine. It's
0: 1974 after all. The that'll
2: that'll boost her mood. We don't have the technology to get her to the hospital.
0: <laughs> we haven't invented things that can carry ladies yet.
2: Only men can be carried in
0: vehicles. Why would I take her to the hospital <laughs> when I have cocaine right here yeah. in my police car? Listen, she's just hysterical because she was almost murdered. <laughs> Slap her around a little. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, there is at least a cop standing guard outside. I guess
1: that's That's, that's great. Unless the call is coming from inside, inside the, house. the house. Again, like, well, this is the first time that it ever happened. So, you know, you know, can't really expect too much of them.
3: They also <laughs> never bothered to search the house.
0: No, no, they did not. I mean.
3: <laughs> search the house. Again, they, they did see they did search the forest, though.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: At least not the attic.
0: Yeah, they never searched the house. Nobody ever searched the house. Except for Mrs. Mack. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Mac, she, <laughs> she foolishly. But she was searching the house. the house for the cat.
2: For the cat to say <laughs>
0: bye, yeah. Um, so yeah, we see, uh, we we hear the killer's voice in the attic. We see a shadow moving, and then the phone begins to ring. Credits roll.
2: It says happy New Year.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be a green thing, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he dies all the blood,
0: green. Uh, yeah, that's the movie. So,
1: the boyfriend wasn't the murderer. Are you sure?
0: I don't think he was. No, because we're not we see, sure. We get the teeth of the guy so. at the end. It was played by a different but, actor.
1: <laughs> I still think it's the boyfriend. Yeah, we <laughs> will. I mean, he,
0: he was the murderer okay. in spirit, but yeah,
3: yeah. He, he murdered was, her.
0: He had a, Earth
2: spirit, Yeah,
3: yeah. He had a, he had all of the motive, I guess, required for this to be smart. After, after everyone's gone, we we see the the attic hatch mm-hmm. open or close, but we also hear him singing his baby bunting song.
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say baby got back. Uh,
3: <laughs> and again whispering Agnes, it's me, Billy. And all that. Different person. I guess one of my unanswered questions if Billy wasn't the killer, why was he snooping around and breaking into the basement window?
2: Yeah. If Peter wasn't the killer?
3: Peter, yeah. Uh, If Peter wasn't the killer.
0: Well, I. Yeah.
2: uh, He would have had alternate ways in for sure.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. I assumed he showed up. And like everything's dark, no one's here. Like, what's everything? Okay? Well, it it is weird. He broke the basement window. That is
2: weird. Okay, that is weird, anyways. Especially in dead of winter. I like. Uh, I heard there was an alternate ending where they open a door and there's just a cat with a butcher knife. Uh, <laughs> it was clawed all along.
3: Uh, I'm wondering if Peter, if she hadn't killed him, might actually have killed her.
2: Mm. Or, or because, because oh, yeah maybe. Because,
3: i mean he already did say if you try to get an abortion you'll be sorry and that could be taken a different way but it could also i think it was supposed to be taken threateningly
2: well and the and, character is obviously very impulsive and hot-headed
3: yeah and busting into the the basement who knows where that would have gone
0: um yeah, there were two. Very good. There were two remakes of this. The uh, 2006 film uh, is basically the same story, except we get a good amount of backstory of Billy, the killer, um, in which he. Uh, let's see. Uh, his mother is Constance, who, and her. Um. Her and her lover murder Billy's father on Christmas Eve and bury the body in the house's crawl space. Um, Billy witnesses, so they lock him up in the attic um, where they keep him until he's raped by his mother to conceive another child. Oh,
1: see? I'm glad we watched this one instead of that one. That sounds somehow worse. Yeah.
2: Um, Yikes. Yeah.
3: Apparently, Andrea Martin was also in that one.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was. Hmm.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I I chose this not as much for it being a slasher film as just like, I just think it's interesting that Bob Clark directed this and.
0: And Christmas Story.
2: What is so many people's favorite Christmas movie, like these two bookends of seminal Christmas movies.
1: It's crazy that both of these came out of the same guy.
2: Yeah, it is. And there are a lot of scene setups and establishing shots that you can see. And the dude who's the lineman, who's doing the tapping and everything, Mm -hmm. he's the one selling Christmas trees in A Christmas Story. Oh, yeah! (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So that's mainly why I chose the dichotomy and the interesting that the same brain.
1: Yeah. I just want a sequel where Ralphie is the murderer. Yeah. Yeah?
2: For killing the lamp
0: well, it's crazy um, that they did make a sequel to a Christmas story called A Summer Story. Oh, there's a there's did. a new one that there's came a out new one this too. year. Yeah, it's,
1: Christmas Story Christmas. Yeah. With it it's with the not same bad. actor. It's cute. Yeah. If you
2: don't. Yeah, Peter Billings. Yeah.
0: So, um yeah, the 2019 uh one does feature sorority sisters and uh, has themes of misogyny, but the plot itself is pretty different. <laughs> um, it, it's not about a killer named Billy who was a victim of murder and incest,
3: so shame, yeah. Uh, that one has Carrie Elwes,
0: it does, yeah. Um, it, it's a bloom house, that one. Um, oh, well, there you go, yeah, that's cool, yeah, uh, yeah
2: what is the just a deranged santa just like no it.
0: there's something uh, it, it seems complicated there's stuff there is black magic involved and oh, the, there's no there's a enchanted bust of the founder of the college it's like a whole thing <laughs> <laughs> i thought you well, were gonna done. say enchanted bus
1: <laughs>
2: yeah that's what uh, yeah where <laughs> like, they what a about wild ride history and science
0: <laughs> uh so yeah that's 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 the 2019 remake but um yeah. Black Christmas. It was it, it was and, it held up. It held up better than I thought it was going to. Yeah.
1: yeah, this is this was fun. I'd never seen it before.
0: I can't remember if
2: I had. There were some parts I definitely had not seen. So, yeah, it was fun. Went down easy.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I uh, thought I'd seen it, but I don't I didn't remember any of it, so I must not have.
3: I think this was my first time seeing this.
2: So,
0: yeah, a lot of fun. Not our usual yeah. kind of Christmas movie we do this time of year. So that was fun, too. Yeah. Um, which brings us to next week's Christmas movie, which is going to be chosen by Brian. Brian, tell us what is our next holiday phosphorescence going to be? So I figured
1: since we did Black Christmas, we should do the seminal famous White Christmas. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> want to do Big Cross. <laughs> I'm going to do something much, much worse. Santa and the ice cream bunny from what? 1972. Santa I have never and the Ice heard cream of bunny. This. I went looking for Santa and the Martians and somehow this popped up
0: and this is lower reviewed. Santa <laughs> it just looks so bad. And the ice cream bunny. Wow. Get him, get him. Okay.
1: It's an hour and a half. I'm so sorry to you guys
0: <laughs> no, and that's to our mean, listeners. I've this is going to be of that. fun. Yeah it it has seventy two
1: on IMDb 1.3 out of 10 stars. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and there is a rift tracks. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Wow, Santa yeah. and the Ice Cream Buddy. Oh, it's and a Christmas Miracle. Rift, rift the rift tracks is free on YouTube. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, wow. Okay. Lost
2: that after.
0: Um so that will be Yeah, 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Beautiful. Oh, 12. On That's, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Wow. That's. Wow. Okay. Yikes. That's going to be fun. So next week, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny here on uh, Holiday Phosphorescence.
2: <laughs> Until that then. Movie. Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry in. <laughs> Those characters are in Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny.
0: What? Jack Hi. and the Beanstalk.
2: Yeah, That's... like Hans Christian Anderson, Fairy so it's oh. like a multiverse saga type situation. I just see
0: Mike as Skateboard Donkey Boy. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I
1: chose Skateboard Donkey all. Boy. Yes, I'm going to dress like a Skateboard Donkey Boy for you next episode. Baked out, next out of episode. my brain.
0: Right. Ooh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's that's next week on Holiday Phosphorescence. Until then, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, this has been your host, Throw Siley. I'm off to join the Mormon, T- Mormon Tabernacle Choir for my annual obscene phone call.
2: <laughs> I'm Josh Cece, and I'm half Eulish.
1: I'm Brian Lesh, and since it's a choir, I will also be joining Thoreau for his obscene <laughs> phone call with the Mormon Tabernacle <laughs> Choir. <laughs> uh,
3: I'm Alaric Weber, and I'm going to go down to the zoo and watch the turtles and/or zebras.
1: <laughs> we,
3: we didn't want you on our obscene call, anyways, 36. Al. <laughs> yeah. uh, Doing we're, obscene things to each other.
0: <laughs> we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Happy
1: holidays. Bye.